Hey guys, this is the Mighty Coleslaw here, bringing you another installment of the Mighty Coleslaw podcast. As you might see from the audio sounding, we are not recording in the same room. Unfortunately, I have caught the scourge of COVID-19, and I have to call in remotely. <laughs> yep, so Cole's set up at his house for right now, and I'm at mine. And... Yeah, so that explains why we took a one-week hiatus from yeah. the show. Because uh, I didn't know if this thing was going to turn on me. Luckily, I didn't show nearly as bad symptoms as I thought I was going to get. But, you know, the show must go on. Yeah, so <laughs> so I have a question about it, too. Because when you So when you caught it, did you, like, experience symptoms for, like, a few days or whatever? Because I know some people, like, it, it only shows up like a head cold. And then they're they're better after a few days. So yeah. what has it been like for you? So for me, it started like the day after Thanksgiving, mm. and all, and you know, it it felt like I had a sinus infection because like my nose was clogged. I had a bit of a cough. Okay, I was like, hey, but like. Other than that, it was fine. I thought it was just a cold. And then, you know, my mom was really sick this past week, so we thought she had the flu. Okay. And then it turns out, no, she had she had uh, COVID. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, so then I got tested Wednesday, and lo and behold, I had COVID this whole time. Fun stuff. Yeah, but, like, I went to the quick med earlier this week, and they said, oh, uh, well, we don't know what exactly you have. They didn't test me for COVID or anything like that. They're just like, oh, just take Dayquil. <laughs> so luckily, I, go ahead. What? No, go ahead. Uh, luckily, you know, I was able to call my family doctor, and they're like, oh no, you should go get tested. Yeah. So I find those those like quick med places and urgent cares like I've I'm I'm having less and less faith in all of them lately yeah like some of them they're just so I, I don't even know the term like i had i was having really bad this was like maybe a year and a half ago i had like some like chest and abdominal pain and uh -huh. like to the point where like it dropped me at work i was i was in the warehouse working and i was just like i moved a certain way and it was really bad it spasmed and i like dropped so I went yeah. to like the urgent care and they're like, oh, we don't know like what it is. Um, and we don't have like an x-ray here. So you should go to the hospital. I'm like, okay, great. So I go to the hospital and I'm in the waiting room for like hours, barely able to move. And uh -huh. I, I finally get set up wherever I was. And they're like, oh, yeah, you, uh, I, I think you just might be constipated. And I'm like, what? Like oh. constipation, like, and this is like my, my rib cage, like just underneath like my pecs and yeah. they're like, oh yeah, you're probably just constipated. I'm like, constipation gave me chest pain so bad that it like dropped me <laughs> in the middle of yeah. my job. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it, well, so, were you experiencing uh, occasional irregularity as they say? <laughs> uh, not real, not like, not irregularity, like. For the most part, like, I, I do go every day, but, like, if, you know, for all of our listeners who care about my regularity, <laughs> um, like, like, if I don't, it, it's usually, like, every other day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Or like sometimes if I miss a day, I'll wind up going twice the next day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get it on the back end, literally, physically and metaphorically. (laughs) Yeah. But I, but what wound up, it actually, what I think it wound up being, because I had experienced the chest pain a couple other times since then, it's, um, it, it always comes the day after we go like really heavy ab workouts at jujitsu yeah. class the night before. So like mm-hmm. we'll do like, you know, 30 crunches, one side, 30 crunches, like to the right, 30 crunches to the left. Then we'll do like leg lifts and then like corkscrews. And then we're like doing all these ab exercises. And then that's usually when I get this like strain along my rib cage. So yeah. Yeah. I know just, exactly what you're talking about. It's probably just me being a little bitch, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a light day in jiu-jitsu right <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah. Uh, <laughs> but all right so you're yeah. feeling better from the covid that's good yeah that's the that's the main thing and i i'm occasionally regularity free so well, well <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's yeah. good so yeah so we should be back to recording you know normally next week yeah yeah so uh, before we get into this, uh, how's your other podcast been? Uh, the other show has been been doing pretty well. Um, for for the listeners who aren't aware, uh, I started another podcast called Podflix and Chill, in which yeah. I review um, just just the different original movies and series that uh, companies like Netflix and Hulu and all them put out. Um, so. You know, it's it's been going well. I, I'm probably gonna wrap. I have two episodes left this quote unquote season, um, uh-huh. and then I'm gonna wrap it up for 2020, and then sort of I'll probably try to revamp the show a little bit and bring it back in 2021. Um, mm. But I do because I because I like the like the interview stuff that we do on this show with different yeah. guests. So I want to see if I can get like interviews set up with some of the people involved in some of the shows and movies that I'm watching. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, it, it's been going well. Um, so I'm excited to see what 2021 brings for that and for this show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I got. Tr- I'm trying to get together some big plans for the show too. But um, you know, COVID's kind of put uh, made me pump the brakes on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, uh, already yeah. try to reschedule with a different guest and stuff like that. And you know, if anybody cares behind the scenes of the show, that's what had to happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but you know, um, Anchor, which is the distribution platform that we use. Uh, uh-huh. they're owned by Spotify. So Spotify has been putting out their 2020 wrapped um, for for content creators and for people who just like have Spotify accounts that listen to music. Um, yeah. So we're actually able to see some different stats um, on the show. Now, you're only eligible for these stats if you recorded, or I think if you had like three listeners or something like that by... October 31st and uh-huh. I think we started this show like back at the beginning of October I believe um, yeah so we were eligible so in the first four episodes that we put out we recorded um, 208 minutes of content for wow. people to listen to so our first four episodes were just over three hours <laughs> which is pretty crazy um, yeah and that's that, that- that is insane. Yeah, and I mean that was that was the only stat they gave us, um, like through the Spotify Wrapped, because we were uh-huh. still a new show at that point. But I mean, we we've got a fairly consistent listener base. Um, we get we get pretty like standard 
amount of plays and downloads for every episode that we put out. So it, it's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Can you see where like our, our demographics are? Yeah, we're mostly in the U.S., um, thanks, okay. but thanks to Len Johnston, we did have uh, some U.K. listeners. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and we, yeah, we're in a bunch of different states, obviously New Jersey, because that's where we're based out of. We have some Pennsylvania listeners, Texas, Virginia, um, Washington, D.C., Massachusetts, and Maryland. Wow. So I guess now we can uh, start the show off with like, hello from our friends locally and around the world. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got some uh, yeah. friends across the pond. <laughs> yeah, that's that's re re that's really something, man. Yeah. It is but cool. uh, anyways, uh, you know, I figured this week we'd do something simple. Um, I love cheesy 80s movies, and I think we're going to continue with uh, doing cheesy movie reviews. Yeah, uh, maybe like a once a month thing. I'll pick out a cheesy movie that I like and, uh, you know, uh, it let you experience it and <laughs> <laughs> let me know what you think. So this uh, week uh, I went with uh, the clones of Bruce Lee from I think it was 1980. It came out. Yeah, 1980. Yep. But it's it's it reeks of the 70s. So <laughs> you, you could definitely tell that this was more of a 70s flick than an 80s flick. Yes. That is for sure. All right. Um, so what were your thoughts overall? Well, I I didn't know what to expect going into the movie when you sent it to me. So uh, it was very bizarre to watch. It's only about 80 minutes. It's a very short film. Um, but it, it's essentially this like mad scientist doctor guy uh, creates these clones of Bruce Lee after he dies. And... Um, uses them to help fight crime in Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I, okay. The concept is there. It's interesting. Um, but it just, I, I was reading a review that, um, that I actually happened to agree with. Cause I, I wasn't really a fan of the movie. Um, yeah. I, I, I like fight scenes and I like, you know, action movies like this, but this, this movie was pretty much like, 90 to 95 percent action sequences and fight scenes that's and, what it, that that's it, it all it is and then like in the beginning like it's it, it's if you if you look at like um the bruce lee exploitation films and like the bruce lee filmography mm -hmm. a lot is borrowed from a lot of his other movies like okay. the whole intro sequence is what they did with game of death right okay. so the movie Game of Death, like, there's only about 30 minutes of, like, the actual Bruce Lee in it. Right, yeah, because and, that's the movie he was filming when he died. Yeah, so they use a scene, I think they actually used, uh, they used Bruce Lee's funeral footage in the movie Game of Death. But the Game of Death, it was Bruce Lee got shot in the face, like, he got shot in the head, and then that's why they, the guy who's plays bruce lee in the movie doesn't look like him because they did facial reconstruction surgery gotcha okay but uh but that's how they like you know made it seem like you know it wasn't the same bruce but in this movie it opens up the same way they give you like footage of his funeral and then like you know this is bruce lee he's dead <laughs> then they somehow take his DNA. They let some rich guy come in who the rich mad scientist guy is also the mafia boss and way of the dragon. If you ever seen that movie. 
Um, not all the way through that I can remember. Uh, but I did see, too, that the um, – the well, are you talking about Mr. Colin, like the younger guy, or are you talking about the old guy? The old guy. Yeah. Um, so I actually – he was also apparently some sort of, like, businessman character in a Jet Li film as well. Yeah. So he, he did a bunch of movies for Hong Kong cinema. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, so they bring these three Bruce Lees, Bruce one, Bruce two, Bruce Lee, but I didn't, my OCD was acting up when they were bringing them out. Cause they started with Bruce two. Yeah. And then they went oh. to Bruce three and mm-hmm. then they brought out Bruce one. And I'm like, wait, why? Yeah. Like, that either was go bizarre. Three to three to one or one to three. Right. <laughs> they just jumped right in the middle. <laughs> and one of the guys didn't even remotely look like Bruce Lee. They had, uh, I think that was Bruce one. Probably. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce one had one, the longer hair. Yeah, yeah, Bruce one had the longer hair, and he looked like uh, he looked like the Puerto Rican Bruce Lee. Oh, to me. Like he looked, <laughs> he looked like he looked like the Spanish. He looked like El Bruce Leo. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if that was um his stage name because one of the things that I was reading was that like after Bruce Lee's death, they had all these like kung fu actors who looked like him when they started doing these like Bruce Lee exploitation films, they, yeah. they all started like changing their stage names to be like, not, not parodies of Bruce Lee, but like very similar. So they were, it was like Bruce Lee spelled with one E or Bruce, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, AI or Bruce Lee L I. And then um, you have dragon Lee. Yeah. And that was Bruce Lee one. <laughs> Yeah, or no, no, that was Bruce too. He was the one with the fancy eyebrows. That's that's. Oh, uh, okay, Lee. okay. <laughs> so then they have uh, fancy eyebrow Bruce Lee, and then the, and the, <laughs> right. I remember like it, the the whole beginning half of the movie is just like Bruce one and like two, and then like or Bruce one and Bruce three, and then like two is like disappears, and then he's on the movie set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like. The the one thing that was confusing too was they um they had I, I think I thought it was Bruce two and Bruce three. I could be wrong though, but like they send the two of them to Thailand um uh-huh. to like handle a mad scientist who's like turning his henchmen into like bronze like soldiers. Like it's really weird. Oh, the like gold, he turns the metal. gold people. Yeah, yeah. Like is a gold collector. Yeah. And you know what's funny is they're working on a movie set, right? And if you notice, it's it's they're basically the movie they're filming is the big boss, and then the guy who's playing Bruce Lee, the clone of Bruce Lee. So the Bruce Lee clone is in a movie that is based off of the big boss, which the real Bruce Lee played in. Right. We're in the same outfits, the same everything. And he's fighting basically quote unquote factory workers. And yeah. then, and then all of, and then after that, they're like, Oh, he's good. And then he's like, you fool. He could be a spy. And I'm like, what inclination right. gave you that? that he was he just automatically jumps to the spies. So, oh, we must kill him. And then yeah. they're like, then they're like, Oh, let's kill him on stage. Like, we'll we'll film his death. Like we'll just have all these henchmen start attacking him on camera and we'll kill him in real life and film yeah. it. <laughs> I like that they first send the two cronies after him, which they suspiciously the two cronies look suspiciously like the two cronies in Way of the Dragon, uh, oh, really? uh, Bob Wall <laughs> and uh, Huang Il Shook. I just um, thought it was funny that like 
they they send like their top agents after now the the film is primarily Asians because it's it's a Hong Kong cinema and yeah. the two of the two guys that they send after Bruce Lee one or two or whoever it is to kill him they send a white guy <laughs> in the karate game right and they said like some like i i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if the guy was like white wearing yellow face or was it like genuinely like an asian guy who was in the tracksuit that looked like a mafioso oh yeah guy. i have no idea i have no idea that, but like it was just funny because like it parodied like almost like the same way like um way the dragon was because like he's like walking and then like all, all of a sudden these two guys pull up and then like attack him yeah and yeah there's just a random white guy wearing a karate gi i <laughs> which which is a it's a very like common trope in in kung fu movies like i even you even see it in the ip man films um uh-huh. like in the most recent uh ip man four they um they have this thing where it's like I, I don't even know what what era Ip Man Four takes place in. I think it's like the sixties because he gets invited to uh the karate tournament in San Francisco that Bruce Lee was competing in. Um, yeah. But like there's just this random karate guy who is training like army soldiers nearby and uh-huh. he challenges Donnie Yen's it man, like in a full on like karate gi. Like he's just wandering the streets of San Francisco wearing his karate gi and black belt. And it's like, dude, what who are you? <laughs> I never wear my karate gi outside of the dojo. And it's Yeah, right. It's like the the one time I did, I was going out like for Halloween. Like I literally was just like, Oh, I'm lazy, so I'm gonna wear my karate gi for halloween but i was like uh, 10 oh <laughs> uh, there's a, I, I got like kind of an embarrassing story all right it's a, it. it's not about me but it's it's like uh so i went to school right and we, they had like a, a quote-unquote karate club or okay whatever. it was uh it was like a no touch it was a no uh contact karate so bs karate <laughs> was this uh was this in college or like when you were younger uh, this was when I was in uh, high school. Okay. But, like, they were, like, you know how they have, like, the band kids? Yeah. And then, like, you have, like, different levels of band kids, like, people that just like the music. And then they then you have band weenies. Right. Then there was, like, karate weenies that used to wear their geese to school. Stop it. No. Wow. <laughs> And then they would like shadow box in between their sets at, and when we would go to the weight room. And I was just like, oh, the cringe. Yeah, that's that's definitely cringy. I I get um, I get self-conscious when like if I go to the gym, like let's say it's after a, a day of teaching because like Saturdays I would teach at the karate school in the mornings and then like I would go to the gym but sometimes I would forget like gym shorts to change uh-huh. into. So I'd have to lift weights in like my karate gi pants. Uh-huh. And I would just like, nobody cares, but like I would feel weird about that. I'm like, I'm lifting in gi pants. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've wore my like gi pants to like work out and stuff, but then again, they look like regular workout pants. But right. like when you, when you can tell a gi top, 
when you're wearing yeah. a gay top somewhere. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it's just like I felt like so like embarrassed for them. Like I, I hope someday they realize they get like the cold chills in the middle of the night going, Oh my God, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like the memes you see of like the things that keep you up at night from like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I had to say like, they were like, they were like a belt factory coming out of the, the school. Cause like, they're like, Oh, I'm already a uh, purple belt. And I'm like, you're only been doing it for like four months. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so nice. basically just made a bunch a bunch of egos. Plus, like, you had the ne'er-do-well kids that wanted to learn how to use karate, and they were using it on other kids, and oh, it was a mess. Yeah. So um, why would you teach inner-city kids how to fight people? That's, <laughs> that's, that's basically what, what, what that experiment taught. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, so back to back to clones of Bruce Lee. Now that we've yeah. gone off on a little tangent, um, what I found funny was like when they send the two, um, the two clones to like Thailand to stop this like mad scientist guy. Um, yeah. they meet up with another agent there of this like secret organization. All these plots and these like clones of Bruce Lee have been like contracted by this um, like secret intelligence agency, um. And so Enter the dragon, <laughs> right, right, Enter the dra- <laughs> right. So they set up these, these two clones to like go to Thailand and meet up with one of the agents that's already stationed there. And this agent is named Chuck, you know, a typical Asian name. Um, uh-huh. but Chuck is another Bruce Lee lookalike actor, um, that has probably been in, uh, you know, other Bruce Lee exploitation films. And, yeah. So they get into these fight scenes with the three of them, and I literally couldn't tell which one was Chuck and which ones were the Bruce Lee clones because they all looked like Bruce Lee. Yeah, it was just like, who's the good guy? Like you're like, yes, no, yes, no. Right, right, right. <laughs> like who am I, who's winning? <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was again that the review that I was reading that said like that 95% of the film was like action sequences and fight sequences. Like Uh it it pretty much was. And it went on to say that, you know, after, after a little while, like you just kind of like check out of the fight sequences. And I, I found myself doing that. Like it, it's too much. It's like sensory overload of fight scenes. It was because it was like, like at at first the fight scenes are cool because like you get like you get the typical training montage where like you know Bruce two and three are are fighting oh, each other and then they fight wait, Bolo. Wait, 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 do you remember in the beginning the first training montage before they even get to Bolo, the first one where they had the Kung Fu Master? Yeah, they're playing Gonna Fly now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. They're playing da da da. And I'm like, I'm like, a lot and of the dude's doing like the, it. he's doing like freaking snake style kung fu or like white tiger, or like whatever it is. But yeah, as badass like, as that song is, it does not go with a kung fu form. And that not song at all. goes with a, a lot of things, but like it's just like it was badly synced and it was like a bootleg version of Gun. Oh Fly god, now. yeah, it was like the karaoke <laughs> instrumental version. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like they're doing all these training montages again, which is cool because like, like you have Bruce Lee. T- it was like Bruce two fighting Bolo, 
uh, because Bolo shows up as like their karate instructor. Um, yeah. And then you have like Bruce three fight Bolo and then you have the two of them fight Bolo together. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty certain there were a couple of spots where like Bolo had a stunt double, if that's even possible. Um, Cause I don't think I've ever seen a physique like Bolo's like anywhere else. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, after, after a little while, the, the, the fight sequences um, just kind of were, got like really boring. Cause they were just like repetitive and it was just like, okay, like let's get to the actual point of the film. Right. Yeah. Cause they were like, like you had the one Bruce Lee on the movie set who was like trying to stop the producer who was like smuggling gold or whatever. And then you had uh-huh. the other the other two in Thailand that were trying to fight fight this like mad scientist guy. And and then like after they fight like after they win against those guys, that the Mr. Colin, the head of this like international, you know, intelligence agency, just kind of shakes the hand of the one scientist and he's like, Okay, thank you for your help. Thanks for helping us create these clones. And he's like, what? I deserve more recognition than that. I'm going to have these three Bruce Lee clones fight each other to the death. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come? A three-way fight does not work. No, not at all. Not at all. But what was funny, too, is like he had Bruce one. I think it was one and three start fighting each other out in the field. And then Bruce two randomly walks up to the fight not wearing a shirt. And he's just like, Bruce 2, join in. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was just like a very, uh, again, very repetitive. Very, I actually fell asleep watching the film the first time through. I had to like, I had to stop and like go back to the film. because I isn't that, a, isn't that a shame where a movie that's primarily action scenes is like... <laughs> Like put me put to, you sleep. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <It did. laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, what what I didn't like about it, right? Because like the guys kind of like you know they did their best with trying to look like him. Yeah. You know, but like they did not move like him at all. It was all very traditional kung fu. I think one of them has a. Um, I think it's Bruce one the the, the one that looks uh, looks Spanish that mm-hmm. one he i think actually has a taekwondo have no have no no it's dragon yeah no it's dragon lay the one with the fancy eyebrows yeah dragon the has only, the taekwondo and the hapkido background yeah he has a taekwondo hapkido background so he moves like a karate guy and the other two guys move like very uh kung fu um Literally kung fu. It, it, yeah, it's it, it, the way they fight. It like because like you know I was on the wushu team in college, right? Yes, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, it, and like I can see like it has like because when we did wushu, it was also uh, it was wushu, and then we did Chinese opera, and it has a rhythm. And once you know the rhythm, you're like, okay, high punch, low punch, low punch, high punch. Like, it's very da 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 da. Like it's it doesn't feel like a fight scene. It feels like a dance, right? Most, and it's like very over choreographed. Mm-hmm. It feels like I mean, like it, they're very talented, and it's really hard to do. But like, it was less. It felt less like a Bruce Lee film, and it felt more like a Chinese opera 
or like uh, an old um, Wu Tang film. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that because like when it was uh, especially getting into like the back half when because these clones have have like the mind control devices and when the nurses or the assistants to this like scientist guy um when they like destroy the magnetrons or whatever it was that was controlling the Bruce Lee's causing them to fight each other they start going off and and going after the scientist um so they have to fight bolo and they have to fight the kung fu master and like these hordes of henchmen um yeah and like you could you can definitely pick up on the more like the kung fu style when they're fighting the 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 kung fu master because it was like it was very it was blocky it felt like i i I see what you're saying where it was like a choreographed and it was almost like a dance um yeah and i i'm sure that it was extremely technical um when you get into the actual like choreography of scenes like that but yeah to me it didn't flow as well as a like as a Bruce Lee fight scene. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think after I finished watching the movie, I watched um, the fight scene from uh, Enter the Dragon where he's fighting, oh God, what's the guy's name? Um, O'Hara? He, no, he wasn't, not O'Hara, the, uh, the guy with the afro. Not the, oh, not the black, oh. guy, not the black guy that, like the white guy that like, I guess, did he, did he kill his wife in that movie or his girlfriend? Or oh, something? oh, 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 you, you didn't watch, you didn't watch Enter the, is no, that, no. Wait, did he have a, did he have a scar on his face? Yes. Yes. That, that's O'Hara. Oh, it is O'Hara. Okay. Yeah. I thought O'Hara was his, the, he, he killed his sister. Oh, okay. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought O'Hara was the, the older British guy. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, like that fight scene is very like fluid. Um, uh-huh. you know, the, the scene with, with Chuck Norris in, um, what's that way of the dragon, right? Uh-huh. Way um, of the dragon, yep. Yeah. Like that's very fluid. Um, especially once he starts like jumping up and down like a boxer, you know, like when, once yeah. he starts changing his fighting style, but like everything in those sequences is just so fluid and so elegant and this this whole section of the clones of bruce lee just felt very like choppy and like blocky again i'm sure it was very technically choreographed but it just felt like meh it felt chunky it was just like chunky is a great word to describe it yeah it's just and I, I they did my man bolo dirty in this movie yeah, they did. They Every did. time he moved, it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like it was like <laughs> putting ice cubes in a meat grinder. Yeah. Every time poor Bolo moved, and I was just like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, and he he got like he had a pretty good like he he got famous from from doing Bruce Lee films. Um, he was in yeah. Enter Enter the Dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he, he was bull up. Yeah. He wound up getting like his own uh, stardom out of that. But yeah, they did definitely do him dirty in this movie. Yeah. 
Like, they didn't use, like, you have a Bolo Young, like, a big guy who can actually move. Like, if you want to see a good Bolo Young fight scene, look up uh, the the Bloodsport ending fight. Like, if okay. Bolo can j- jump kick and, like, you know, he's a big guy who can move. Yeah. But, like, in this movie, he was just, <sighs> well, he has a Tai Chi background. So, I guess they were just all going for, like, more Kung Fu, but he was dressed like a karate guy, but... You know, yeah, <laughs> they were just like, uh, these people are just gonna watch anything, you know, any Bruce Lee related, exactly. Like, if it has Bruce Lee's name on it, these people will watch it. Yeah, one of the other things, this is like totally random, but when I was researching this film, um, <laughs> the, the Korean title to this movie apparently was The Death Penalty on Three Robots. Oh my god! It's like <laughs> not even like this. That sounds like a sci-fi movie, not a kung fu movie, right? Right. But it was it was interesting because like um like when I was again I started researching a little bit about like Bruce Ploitation, um because I wanted to know more about it. I'm like, huh, that's that's interesting. Um, it's a whole subgenre of film. Like like I said, all these like kung fu actors started changing their stage names to be similar to Bruce Lee. And then, yeah. like, sometimes some of the titles of the the movies had Bruce Lee in the title, but had nothing to do with Bruce Lee at all. Yeah. Um, but some of them would, like, be like, oh, Bruce Lee held a karate tournament to, like, choose, like, whoever won the karate tournament would, like, be his successor after his death. Like, <laughs> they yeah. had one where, like, Bruce Lee one of the guys who was supposed to be Bruce Lee was like fighting random characters in hell, including James Bond and Popeye. I was like, what in the, at what? (laughs) Oh God. Like it was just like such a random sub genre. And apparently even, um, even Jackie Chan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Yeah. He had like one or two films cause he, he was a stunt double, um, and a stunt man in, some of Bruce Lee's films, but he had yep. a couple Bruce Ploitation films. But then when he started making like more comedic Kung Fu for another studio, like he went back to being Jackie Chan, but like he, he did have like a stage name of like Chan Young Lee or something like that. Yeah. And he was like the son of Bruce Lee or something like that, or the brother of Bruce. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre, man. It's, it's such an interesting genre to like, think about. They, because they don't they have never done it with anybody else you notice that like you never see like a james dean exploitation flex or like that's true yeah like a marlon brando exploitation flick you like you you see you see like people who will play them in a movie like say if they're dead or whatever they'll do like right. you know like walk the line and it was like i think joaquin phoenix yeah played johnny cash like they have movies like that but it's not like it's not like uh john wayne fights in hell and it's like john a guy playing <laughs> john wayne fighting like cthulhu <laughs> oh my god that although that would kind to be interesting <laughs> you better get to getting cthulhu <laughs> but that no you get like a john wayne and like clint eastwood team up like that's what you need um, yeah <laughs> um but yeah yeah you're right they don't do it with any other actors um and i actually like 
I was reading too that they did some parody films like on the genre itself, like uh-huh. like they they just made films that like made fun of the fact that like they were exploiting Bruce Lee's like name and memory and all that other stuff. So um, you mean to tell me that the uh, Bruce Lee goes to hell and fights Popeye is is a serious movie? Yes, Cole, of course, and it was nonfiction. <laughs> It was nonfiction, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who wound up winning that scrap? Fake Bruce Lee or I dude, I don't no, I I think what I saw was like he befriended Popeye. He befriended oh. Popeye, but he fought James Bond. Okay. Yeah, really bizarre. So I, I guess Popeye the Sailor Man and Bruce Lee teamed up against 007. <sighs> that is crazy. <laughs> Do you know what? I always thought Enter the Dragon, you know, that that movie could easily have been like a James Bond, uh, uh, not James Bond, <laughs> a James, uh, James Bond, excuse me. <laughs> I was thinking about all the parodies. Right, right. <laughs> James, James Bond and oh, James God. Bond sounds like a porno actor, though. <laughs> Uh, I, we better cut that part out because, like, I'm, I might be getting confused here. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, you know, like that—that that had like a very uh, James Bondy feel to the movie. Yeah, like you I, know, I would agree with that. Yeah, because I mean, it's a whole like, like the whole movie is like a karate tournament. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a uh, Mortal Kombat before Mortal Kombat was a thing. Yeah. Well, Mortal Kombat, I think, was inspired by both Enter the Dragon and Bloodsport. It was that makes sense. A mixture of the two. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. All right, so I got a little interesting fact for you. Have All right, later. You read the, the Have you read the official Bruce Lee comic book? I have not. I didn't know that was a thing. I have the first three issues actually signed by Shannon Lee. Really? Yeah. Okay. And um, I'll, I'll lend you them, but you have to give them back. But yeah, of course. Anyways, of course. It's, a, it's a similar plot, honestly, to the clones of Bruce Lee, except Bruce Lee is was actually like he, he died, right? And then like he got cryogenically frozen. And then like he's unthawed and then like he has to go back out and like, you know, fight gang members and stuff like that. But like it's a done now, a lot better. Yeah. And it's like it, it, the comic. I don't know. I, I think they're gonna go on with it, but like there hasn't been a new release in a while. Okay. And when I, when he was cryogenically frozen, like did he come back? Uh, like was it like Captain America where he like came back like seventy years later? Like did he come back in a different t- point in time? He, he came back, I think, and it was like two thousand eleven. Okay, so that's like forty so, so years. Yeah, so it's like – or 2013. Whatever. It was like an anniversary milestone of his death. He came back. Gotcha. And he reunited with one of his old students and stuff like that. And then um, basically he had to like relearn everything. Yeah. Like he, he, he was still good at martial arts, but like he had to like – he had like almost culture shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From like the times changed and stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely would be curious to read that. Yeah, I thought it was very well done, way better than the clones of Bruce Lee. But then yeah. again, it was like an official property of Bruce Lee, and like you know, Shannon and both Shannon and Linda, they both like make sure that his legacy is like preserved well. 
Yeah, well, I was reading something, too, with, like, the whole how you can have Bruce Lee as a as an unlockable player in the UFC video games. Yeah. Like, that was, you know, that was officially licensed um, by his family. Um, a couple uh -huh. other things were, too, but there were some, there have been some properties that, like, weren't officially, like, approved by them. Um, yeah. Well, you notice that the, every time, like, a studio tries to go out and uh, do something with, like, Bruce Lee or have Bruce Lee in a movie or whatever, they always wind up screwing it up. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I hated the yeah, Bruce cause, Lee cause they had. Brad Pitt's characters, it's like toys with him. Yeah. Like, the guy they got to play him, he sounded exactly like Bruce Lee. Like, I was, like, I yeah, was I, really impressed. I watched a workout video of him, too, that he had put out right before that film. Just, like, showing yeah. the, the types of workouts that he did in preparation for the role. Um, and yeah. he, moved, he moves pretty well, too. I mean, he, he, he put a lot of effort into the training. Yeah, but, but you know... It just, I, I just, I, I hated it because, like, you know, Bruce Lee's like my hero, and like they just yeah. like tossed him like a piece of garbage. And then, you know, I, I, I know that the the Lees did not like uh, dragging the Bruce Lee story. I mean, it was kind of hokey with the whole like samurai chasing, yeah, yeah, chasing after him and all. Mm -hmm. And you know, but like at least that movie was like respectful to him like they were honest a bit i know they played some stuff up for hollywood but then again it's a it's a movie they got to make it interesting yeah but um they they did uh they have like a series on net netflix i think and uh, it goes through like the life of bruce lee i think that's done by the lees that's an mm. official product by them okay. i know shannon wants to get a mini series for like hbo off the ground that like goes through his life like completely yeah I mean, I'd like to know more about Bruce Lee when he was because like a lot of a lot of his life they talk about is like when he was big in martial arts. But I'd like to hear a lot more about when he was growing up in China. Like, yeah, that would be a really cool because I, I don't really know that much about that part of his life either. Yeah, like I know he was like the cha-cha champion before he was a great fighter. He was a great dancer. Yeah, well, hey, and, the two go the two go very hand in hand there similar you need to yeah, well, you need to be good at both <laughs> well like he was also a child actor too like he wasn't okay. always like a martial arts movie actor his first role was i think it was called golden gate girl but he actually didn't play a boy he was a he played a girl in the huh. movie because he was he was a baby so you can't tell unless right. you see the you know <laughs> And uh, he was play. He played a girl, like a baby girl, getting. Uh, I think it was just like one scene, and it was like he was in a, in a basket. Okay. And the father picked him up, and that, and that's basically it. It was like very brief, and then he played. Uh, I used to have a, a, I got from like a, a convention where they had like uh, bootleg DVDs and like it had like all of Bruce Lee's filmography on it. And they had that movie on there. Then it had like other movies when he was a kid. And I think one of them was called The Orphan, I okay. think it was called. And he basically played like a trouble kid. Like he was like a, he was like the leader of the kid gang or everyone was like a troublemaker. Mm hmm. 
So, like, he actually had, like, a few movies before he was in, you know, martial arts flicks. So I'd like to see, like, something like that get put on TV. Yeah, that would be really cool. She she probably has a really good um, chance of doing something like that, uh, especially with all the, the streaming services that are out there now. You know, because, uh, yeah. like I said, with, with the podcast, with the other podcast, there's, like, there's so many things that people um are are now able to put out there and they're capable of doing because these companies are spending so much money on having exclusive content and exclusive rights to things to draw yeah. in new subscribers and keep existing subscribers. Netflix last year alone spent like 14 or 15 billion dollars, billion with a b on like original content that's not even talking about like the licensing rights for shows or movies that like already exist that other studios have come up with um and like they just like drop that money i mean they don't have that money they're in debt but like they they spend that money so to keep subscribers coming um yeah so i mean she she'd probably stand a pretty good chance to get something like that for like a Hulu or a HBO max or, you know, any, really any of the streaming services. Um, Honest, honestly, I would be not surprised if she did like a YouTube original series first. Yeah, you could even like do that Cobra too. Kai. And then like Netflix picked up Cobra Kai. Yeah, dude. I'm so pumped for season three, by the way, <laughs> a little aside, but I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to tell you? Uh, oh, do you know Bruce Lee has a brother, too, Robert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Nate. Yeah. He wrote a, a song about him, but, like, it's so weird, like, seeing those two. Like, they're, like, night and day, almost. Like, they're, like, two opposites. Like, mm. I thought, like, when, you know, I saw an interview with him, I thought he was going to sound like Bruce Lee because, like, you know, brothers kind of sound alike. Like, sure. I, don't, I don't know. Do you have a brother or? I do not. No. Okay. But, you know, me and my brother Adam sound very similar, like, when we talk. And, um, yeah. Him and Bruce don't sound anything alike. Like, Robert has, like, no Cantonese accent whatsoever. Like, he well, just... is he younger? I think he is younger. Okay. I mean, well, well, no, Bruce, Bruce moved to San Francisco after he was already grown, right? So his family was still in China. Yes, like, or his parents and everything. Okay. Yeah, so but like I was, he grew I was gonna up. Say, they grew up, I think, speaking English as well because they, because Bruce Lee was originally born in San Fran. Oh, okay. And so Bruce Lee was American, but they moved back to China. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's but uh, it, his but, brother doesn't have a like a lick of an accent though. Huh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, that that is curious. It it is, it it's so fascinating. Like we were talking about before we started recording, just like the the sort of scope and the reach that Bruce Lee has had on yeah pretty pretty much anything really. Because I mean, like you talk like. There are some video games like um like some characters from Street Fighter were created after 
and, and modeled after Bruce Lee. Um, even Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, like he was modeled after Bruce Lee. Um, I was, um, forest I, law, martial law from uh, yep, Tekken. Yep. And I was reading too that even um, in the the Dragon Ball Z like uh, manga, the some of the drawings of Goku like were modeled after like some of Bruce Lee's like poses and and, and things like that. Um, and wow. it's, it's it's just crazy like how how much reach he has. I mean, we just celebrated what would have been his 80th birthday what mm-hmm. was it like last weekend right yeah at, at the time of this recording anyway um uh-huh you know and that's just like 80 years he would have been 80 first of all it would have been crazy to see him as like an 80 year old martial artist like still going um yeah i i watched an interview with his daughter Shannon um talking to Kareem Abdul Jabbar who was in the Game of Death movie and um you know Kareem was saying that Bruce like still expected to be going at 80 like he still was going to be going and he still planned to stay healthy fit and active and still starring in martial arts roles and i believe that he would have been yeah I think he would have. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, and it's so crazy because he did not live long. Like he was in his thirties. He was in when his thirties. Yeah, yeah. And I did read it was like an allergic reaction to some medication that he was given for like he was having headaches and um, and different things like that. And he actually wound up like collapsing from a headache and getting like rushed to a hospital. And then like a uh-huh. few months, a few months later, he was experiencing another headache. Was giving some was given something by a friend. Um, and his body had an allergic reaction to it and he died, mm. which, you know, that, that really sucks. Um, yeah. But if you guys want to listen to Cole's, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, conspiracy theory that Bruce Lee was murdered, uh, check out episode two I mean, of the I just show. Think, I, I just think it's, <laughs> I think it's just suspicious, man. Like the guy was insanely healthy. Yeah, like that's he was, true. Uh, but like, what's hard about it is, it's it could go either way. Like, you could believe, you know, an allergic reaction because, like, you know, if I have, I'm really allergic to penicillin. So, like, if I have penicillin, my throat will swell and right. like I'll die. And like. You know, you just look at Bruce Lee's background and like he had run-ins with the triad and stuff like that. And like mm. traditional Chinese martial arts did not like him because he was like giving away secrets and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, you know, and it's just like his death was so sudden. I guess like when people die suddenly like that, it's just like shocking and it leaves a lot of mystery, especially since like technology wasn't good back then or not yeah. as good as it is now where like an autopsy could reveal more. And then like, there's so many like different conspiracies on it that like, you know, he had sweat glands removed and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> and like, right. you hear like all these like hearsay and conjectures and then like, you don't know what the hell's going on really. Yeah. And yeah, then, no, like, it is true. And for his like son to die too suddenly, I think that adds to like I don't want to use like mystique, but like it adds like I guess like lore to like that there is a curse or like something bigger was at at the seams. 
Yeah. You know? Now I I thought about that when um when did Brandon die? Nineteen ninety three. Okay. So like I th- I thought that was like really bizarre. I, I know again we talked about this on on the second episode of the show uh-huh. and how he was accidentally murdered or killed rather on because uh-huh. I don't think you can accidentally murder somebody. Um, yeah. but like he was accidentally killed on the set of the movie, um, with a, with a loaded gun. And uh-huh. like, I, I knew it had to have happened afterwards, but in the clone, the clones of Bruce Lee, when they were talking about killing him, like on camera, like killing that clone on camera, like that's all I could think of. And I was that's like, that's like, eerie, I'm like, that's, right? I'm like, that's so trippy because his son died that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was bizarre, man. Who but knows? It, maybe this is like all part of a bigger picture. Who? Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, but again, yeah, it's just so crazy. The amount of the amount of reach that I, Bruce Lee has had on not again, not just cinema, but just like the world as a whole like he is one of the most elite bodies out there like when you talk about bodybuilders like i know he was um like he was into bodybuilding and you know bodies like arnold and other popular figures back in the day yeah but i'm sure they were just as inspired as like by him and the physique that the physique that he managed to accomplish. Yeah. I wonder what uh, Muhammad Ali thought of Bruce Lee. Cause like, you know, Bruce Lee loved Muhammad Ali's footwork. Right. And stuff like that. I wonder if uh, Muhammad Ali like ever thought gave like Bruce Lee a thought, like, you know, maybe I'll do like change up my workouts and stuff like that. I know he did. I knew for a short time, Muhammad Ali studied under a karate guy. Oh, really? I think it was uh, it was George Dillman. I think he studied under. Like, yeah, but wait, like, wait, Mister Dillman? Maybe Mister Dillman. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, he. I remember reading from that. Uh, he didn't want to learn karate. Like, he didn't want to sure. throw kicks because, like, he said that he didn't want to, like, accidentally throw a kick when he's boxing somebody. But like, yeah. he wanted to learn how to defend against one. Yeah, well, I think I, I think when you have somebody who's like an elite, you know, specialist, shall we say, because that's what effectively Muhammad Ali was. He was a specialist uh-huh. in boxing. I think I think it makes sense because you don't want to like you don't want to start training in something else that might take away from your focus on that that thing that you're good at. You know, that with that's with, why I'll never get into like the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fights, because it's like it's like two different things. And like it's yeah. like having a MMA fighter does different training for boxing. Like there's two different types of training going on. Like, yeah. And like mixed martial arts, like, yes, it's a it's a broad umbrella term, but it's like also very it's a specific style of training. Like you're not training to be a master at like one particular thing like kung fu or karate or 
taekwondo like your the intention is to be have elements of a little bit of all of it and like just be really good at a little bit of it you know yeah it's it's like being a jack of all trades like you need to know how to defend yourself from the ground you need to like you need to know certain elements of ground fighting and certain elements of stand up and throwing like judo but you don't need to be like a a, a grandmaster at it and right. i think that i think that makes sense for somebody like muhammad ali like yeah you want to learn how to defend against it um or maybe how like how they move how a martial artist might move but you uh-huh. don't you don't want to start training that way because it's going to take away from your proficiency at boxing which is where you're making money <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it's you know it's your livelihood and like you said you know you don't want to accidentally throw a kick in the middle of a boxing match yeah um but I would... everybody was worried about with mcgregor they said oh what if he throws a kick i'm like you'll be disqualified right like, <laughs> plain and simple um but i do think to to your you know, question there. I think, I feel like Muhammad Ali would have respected Bruce Lee a lot um, because they, they were kind of from the same background. You know, Bruce was, as you had mentioned before, sort of this figure, this figurehead for the under and underserved and underrepresented population of people. Um, Right, you know, same with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I mean, he was like, you know, obviously, obviously African American, but he also took the name Muhammad, which was, you know, a a Muslim name. So he he was getting it twofold as well in terms of, you know, the the backlash and the negativity, um, and he took that name and his race and really leaned into it and that made him really respectable to a lot of people. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I, I, one, I feel like I've seen pictures of the two of them before. Um, Oh, but they never met. They never, Oh no, really? No, they never, they've never met. Oh, so then they were probably Photoshop pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Photoshop. They, they, you see those t-shirts, Muhammad Ali versus Bruce Lee. That didn't happen. Well, right. But, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I do. I do feel like it, like they would have respected each other and and appreciated each other. Um, yeah, it would. It would have been cool to see, like, you know, if if Bruce Lee had lived, like, would he still be, like, as iconic as he was posthumously? You know, because you know obviously, what? like. The fact that he died so young and the fact that there was this whole subgenre of like Bruce Ploitation films that, you know, just capitalized on his legacy, like w- one, would we have gotten that subgenre? Two, would we have gotten stars like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Donnie Yen? Like, would they all have been as big as they are? Would they have been bigger? Would, you know, would the the Bruce Lee, would he sort of had like, would he have died out, you know, in terms of like popularity and um, and all of that? Like, I, I don't so, know. It would have been curious to see. 
it's so unknown. Yeah. But I think definitely Bruce Lee would have stuck around in like popularity by like some capacity. I mean, like the problem is with like, you know, I guess the only guy that I would say was close to like Bruce Lee in the like martial arts ability and, you know, I guess like level of stardom is like Chuck Norris, right? Yeah. But like Chuck Norris was not an actor. Like he, Chuck Norris is not really like, he doesn't have the mind of a actor or like celebrity. He mostly wants to stick to his own thing. Yeah. And Which are jokes. I think, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Bruce Lee would always keep busy. Like he would always want to be doing something to be yeah. putting his message out there. Like I think if he got too old or he got too hurt to be doing movies, I think he would definitely have been something in some capacity with the UFC. Like I don't know if he would be commentating, right. refereeing. Now, would or- we see a Bruce Lee like supplement company? Do you think? Like, would he have made his own supplements? Would he have made, like, a... Would he have opened up his own gym or created, like, some sort of home trainer? Because he was really big on... Like, when he was working to get his physique, there was a a point in time where he was really focused on, like, the circuit trainers. So, like, those cable machines that you see at the gym that have, like, four different stations. You can do rows, pull-downs, triceps. Bruce Lee would have had the total gym. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Would he have like developed his own Um, that I could actually see? I could see Bruce Lee developing like if he had lived, he probably would have developed something similar to like what he did. Because like I said, he he would tie like, you know, little handles like like from the cable machine. He would tie them to like uh, barbell plates and rotate the like rotate that handle lifting the the plates off the ground and then rotate them the other way pull bringing them back down to the ground and that would help train his his forearm strength and his grip strength um he was really big into like isometric training where you like hold something and squeeze it for as hard as you can for as long as you can um so he he would have had to develop something similar to the total gym you know, I feel yeah. like he would have. Yeah, I don't think Chuck Norris developed the Total Gym. I think he just became the spokesperson. But I think it I was guess him. would. I feel like him and because I know it was him and Christy Brinkley were always on those on the uh, the uh, infomercials for it. But I, I do think <laughs> they. I think he may have helped develop it. Yeah. Now I, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have did. Um, a supplement. I think he might have made another book, like uh, after the Tao Ji Kundo. I think yeah. he would have definitely produced another book. Yeah, most likely. But it's it's so tough to say because like he was he had just so much potential that like you know he was just getting started with what he could have done. I mean, he accomplished so much in such little in such time. a short time. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I'll like in like 10 years, I'll be the same age as him when he passed away. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, I think uh, he was, what, 34, I feel like. Yeah, they're 32 or something like that. It was early 30s. And I'm like, man, 
he was like, you know, he's not that much older than me, and like he already changed the world. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he was like 30, 33 when he died. Thirty three, yeah. But still, that that's only like what uh, two years older than you, and then like yeah, that's like ten years from me. It's like oh, yeah, man, dude, that's. Do you yeah, think and I'm was... literally like, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here like, yeah, what did what have I accomplished with my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you oh, think just... we would have saw the Bruce Lee form and grow? Like, I, I know I'm just like taking a piss here, but like, you know. <laughs> no, no, not the form and grow, but we definitely, again, I think we would have seen something from him. It, I think it probably would have been, been like a, a, a total gym. I think it would be. He would definitely keep doing movies for a while. I, I Here's how I think the Bruce Lee timeline would have went. I think he would have had a good movie deal with Warner Brothers. Okay. But I think he wouldn't have done well in the 80s because the, the time of, like, martial arts was getting – like i don't want to say phased out but like it was more about guns and explosions and weapons yeah than it was about like two guys brawling but here's here's another thing though like do would we have seen that transition like would we have seen the transition into like guns and like the big action flicks like would we have gotten rocky would we have gotten like Rambo? And if we did, like, would we have seen Bruce Lee in those films? Like, would we have seen Rocky Balboa fight Bruce Lee, like, instead of Hulk Hogan or something like that? Like, yeah. would we have seen, like, would Bruce Lee have <laughs> starred in The Expendables? <laughs> like i don't know oh, definitely he would have been in, 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 in expendables i mean like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think bruce lee would have turned down expendables money yeah <laughs> now what would have been interesting here do do we see bruce lee if he had lived would he have played ip man instead of donnie yen would he have taken on the role of his old instructor Maybe. I, I don't know. I heard they had a falling out towards the end of Ip Man's life. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't know. He he also might have been – he might have been too old for the part, though. Because, like, Lee? it plays a young – it plays a young Ip Man. Well, it it shows him young, but it also, like uh, – like But then it, it would have been a different for... movie if they had Bruce Lee then. Like – it could have been a completely different movie. Like it couldn't have maybe it not had like a narrative of like Japanese occupation. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like, know. It, it could, could have been, been like, like a later man, it man, like fight the triad. You don't know. Right. <laughs> so like, like, I don't know. And that's, and that, that's part of like the appeal and the, the mystery, like does, like does Bruce Lee's, death like not only invent this whole like bruce ploitation genre but like does it like is that the catalyst for a lot of the action and like different you know different action genres and films that we did get 
Like, was Bruce Lee's death the catalyst for all of that? You know? Or, or if it wasn't, like, could they have gone completely differently? Hmm. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to think about. I'm just, like, trying to, like, you know, picture, like, how you said, like, about different movies, how they would be affected. I don't think Rocky would be any different. Like, I don't think Sylvester Stallone's career would have been any thing different. Yeah, but we definitely would have seen Bruce Lee in there for sure. I feel like Bruce Lee would have had to be in Rocky some way, somehow. (sighs) Who knows? Maybe they could have did something with, uh, in Rocky Four. Like had like Bruce Lee and Ivan Drago team up, like because like you know they were both you know communist countries, China and oh. you know Russia. You could have had like a different Cold War narrative. It would have been like see Rocky that would goes be, against that would be interesting because I don't think Bruce Lee's ever played a villain, has he? No, like he played a bad kid, but like he wasn't a villain villain. Right, but no, that would that would be. That would be really interesting to see Bruce Lee as a villain. Yeah, because like when you said like, oh, he would fight Hulk Hogan or whatever instead of Hulk Hogan, it would have been Bruce Lee. I don't see that because, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone had like a great respect for pro wrestlers because he did that movie. I think it was like Paradise Alley or something like that. It was the one where he was a pro wrestler right before rocky became big or right around that time and he had a he worked a lot with wrestlers so he always had a respect for pro wrestling right and so i don't think that would have been different i think honestly if bruce lee was still alive rocky four would have been that that would that yeah that would be a cool one that would be interesting or who knows maybe it might have been rocky five where rocky fights bruce lee on the street fight instead of tommy morrison <laughs> oh gosh. They could, i could that, see that too like uh bruce honestly lee that film probably a, would have been way better that that would have been way better yeah instead of like you know rocky like fighting a boxer that he trained it would have been like bruce lee ran like a i don't know a chinese restaurant in chinatown and then they went to go and like there was like some rent dispute or something like that about who was going to get the new building. And then like, <laughs> like Rocky versus Bruce Lee, you know, like that could have been a whole yeah. thing. Okay, guys, I hope you had enjoyed this uh, quarantine special of the Mighty Coleslaw podcast. Uh, back to regular scheduled programming next week where I can be in studio because, you know, my quarantine will be up. And, uh, you know, make sure to listen to us on all the platforms you've been previously listening to us on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Public Radio Public, iHeartRadio. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple. Uh, Breaker? Uh, yeah, Breaker, Overcast. Breaker. Uh, Overcast. We are also on Stitcher. Ooh, Stitcher. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, and probably some other platforms in there that I am most likely forgetting, but we still appreciate we you guys. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you if we didn't mention your particular platform that you listen to us on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, to our friends across the pond, thank you for listening and all of our friends around the states. Greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Where can they find us at on those platforms? Uh, it's just at the Mighty Slawcast on either one of those platforms. 
Okay. Yep. You heard it from him. And uh, <laughs> if you see if you see um, the Slawcast sixty nine or any other like uh, Slawcast uh, one two three, that is not us. That is <laughs> that is a fan account or somebody trying to impersonate us for cheap yucks. <laughs> I don't know who would want to impersonate us. Who would want to impersonate me? It's a sad day when somebody wants to be me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you're pretty entertaining. Yeah, thank you. No problem, no problem. (laughs) All right, I'm your host, the Mighty Coleslaw, and I am signing out. All right, we'll catch you guys next week.